the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Black and your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Try to hold your calls for when I don't have a guest. I typically have guests in the thirty three segment, which is thirty three past the hour. Speaking of which, Dr. Jeff Rosen, briefing.com chief economist. How are you, Mr. Rosen? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Um, the obviously, top story, I think, in your world is Janet Yellen uh, at Congress this week. What do we expect to hear from Ms. Yellen and the grilling? I don't pay actually too much attention to it. It's okay. going to turn into a partisan uh, debate. I don't see her having any problems getting confirmed. Um, you know, beyond the typical, you know, Republicans don't want to confirm, a, you know, an Obama uh, appointee. But beyond that, uh, I don't think there's going to be much trouble. Fair enough. Um, let's transition that to the Federal Reserve. The 10-year Treasury's made a big move in the last month, and that seems to do the risk-reward of stocks versus bonds. Stocks versus bonds. Bonds become more attractive as the 10-year Treasury rises. Um, any opinion on the move that we're seeing in the 10-year Treasury to 2.73%? I mean, I think it's it's higher than what the Fed wants it to be. I mean, that, that's definite because, I mean, you, you saw them pull back on tapering talk when the, when bond yields started rising above, um, you know, 2.75 when it reached 3%. Um, I don't think it's necessarily harmful for the economy quite yet. I think that uh, current economic trends can can still remain strong at at 2.75. I think trends can remain strong at 3%. Uh, It doesn't seem to be hurting too much. Uh, And I think that the move has been because the overall economic data, the incoming feed, has been stronger than expected, which naturally would push bond yields higher. This is a year where the S&P 500 is up over 20%. A lot of our listeners go, I don't see that kind of love in the economy, that kind of love in my paycheck, that kind of love in spending for my neighbors. As an economist, where are we disconnected or you see a disconnect? What do you think of it? It is very, um, I don't know what the best word is saying. It, it, there's definitely a disconnect between the S&P between the you know, equities in general and economic fundamentals. Economic fundamentals show you that you're growing you know, at 2%. That's what real final sales have been for the last couple of quarters. Uh, we're seeing some variation in overall GDP coming from uh, unexpected inventory growth. So beyond that, you know, we shouldn't see the ha- you know, S&P growth you know, 20%. You should probably see it closer to you know, 5 maybe. 
So the disconnect is coming, you know, it's obvious that it's coming because uh, the way Fed policy is in terms of trying to keep bond prices low, which is, you know, boosting risky asset prices by having uh, savers go more into risky assets like the equity market, which is driving up prices. You know, the question is, when is the... uh, when is the stock market and the economic fundamentals going to come back realigned? Because once that happens, you're going to have a pretty nasty correction. You know, and, and it's unfortunate we don't know when that's going to happen. And, you know, and it may never happen. It's very possible that things keep going. You know, just slowing down in terms of growth instead of uh, overall contracting. I'm not sure you'll have an opinion on this, but let's try. And thank you, as always, for putting up with my zany questions, but. The merger of American Airlines and U.S. Airways, as an economist, how do you see that playing out? Um, yeah, I mean, you can say no comment if you want. On, excuse me. You can always say no comment if I ask a, a zany question. Yeah, it's not that there's no comment. Is I, I just don't know the implications on you know monopolistic competition using okay. you know, U.S. Air and American uh, coming together. Uh, it's possible that it increases competition. And you have lower prices. More likely, it seems to be uh, you know if you since some of these uh, airports are majority you know flying like LaGuardia, for example, is American and U.S. Air. You know they're going to have to come up with a way of uh, increasing competition in these areas so that you can uh, maintain prices. Otherwise, you're going to have higher prices in those things. So I'm hoping that the regulators understand where these uh, monopoly-type uh, problems can arise and they can mitigate it, but um, I, I don't see it being that big of a deal. Okay. Let's go back to more of an economist angle. Less pain at the gas pump. It's been an unprecedented drop. Well, not unprecedented. It's happened four times before of 10% or more. Um, gas prices just plunging almost all year long. Rolling 100-day moving price on gas is down 12%. That historically has led to good things in the economy and the stock market. Is less pain at the pump really that good for the economy? Uh, yeah, because a lot of it is coming, you know, if you look at spending as, you know, imports subtract from GDP, if you're spending less on imported uh, products, it's better for overall GDP because it's not as much of a, a negative reaction. Um, I think gasoline prices were artificially inflated, you know, for much of this year because of global tensions and, and stuff like that. So I think that now that, you know, the world is kind of becoming more subdued in terms of uh, conflicts, we're seeing the gasoline prices returning to where they should be based on what oil prices are. So I, I think that's that's good because you could you know spend more on non-staples, you could buy more luxury goods, you could buy more growth you know and elsewhere, and it's good for the overall economy. What are you working on, Mr. Doctor or Mr. <laughs> Mr. Doctor Jeffries? Doctor Jeffries, what are you working on right now that we should be paying attention to? Uh, there was an interesting article that was put out by uh, a couple researchers, one from Chicago and one from uh, UCSD, that was able to calculate what they considered a shadow Fed funds rate. And what was interesting about this was, you know, the effective Fed funds rate today is, you know, like. 0.15%, and it's been like that since we hit the zero bound. And we've been doing all this quantitative easing, but we've never had a really direct way of measuring how quantitative easing uh, affected the overall economy. And these researchers are able to come out with a method of teasing out what the effective Fed funds rate would be given all the quantitative easing in there. And 
you know, what we find out is that you're about, you know, negative 1% uh, effective funds rate. But what's interesting then is that we're able to put in Taylor Rule um, models. And the Taylor Rule just takes in um, what the Fed funds rate would be given inflation and unemployment. And you come up with a number that says that, you know, we're fine with quantitative easing where it is. I mean, we, we don't need to expand it. We could pro we're actually, um, you know, the effective rate's actually too, uh, too low. You know, it's more negative than what it should be, meaning you probably can cut back on quantitative easing given where the economic fundamentals are. So, you know, all this tapering talk that's, you know, being put around, and, you know, I've been one of those, you know, in the past that said, you know, we shouldn't taper, we should expand. But, you know, this data is saying, hey, tapering is fine right now. And, you know, mathematically, you know, that that's the right answer. So, you know, I, I would expect to see tapering decisions, um, you know, the time frame moving forward based on these data. Quick question for you. There's an article going around in the financial media world that says just give people money. Switzerland has a basic you're alive, you get a check from the government, $2,800 a year. And there's a theory going around, maybe America should do that too, the United States, just give people who make under X amount of dollars a check. Is that a crazy concept, or could it work? It's a crazy concept in the manner of which you're speaking, but if you take a step back, we're kind of already doing that. And it was an article I wrote a... Um, few weeks ago talking about uh, subsidizing private payrolls, which is what, what I mean by that is that, uh, you know, you're paying some wage to uh, an employee, but that employee cannot live off that wage, so they're receiving Medicare payments and, and other welfare payments. So in respect, they're receiving a minimum base salary because they're working and along with these, you know, subsidized payments. And, you know, the talk about in Switzerland is that we're doing the exact same thing, except instead of having a, you know, welfare payment type thing, you're getting, you know, the actual income as a check for you to do what you choose. So that's really the only difference. So we're doing something similar. We're just not calling it the same thing. And, uh, you know, the private companies are actually benefiting from this. Thanks for joining me today. That's Dr. Jeff Rosen. He is the chief economist, briefing.com. Briefing.com is independent. It's live market analysis. It's market strategist. It's growth. It's value. They've got editorials from every angle, including The Economist, Dr. Jeff Rosen. You can find him online at briefing.com. It's briefing.com. I highly endorse having a professional source of information. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. Netflix is sprucing up its services for television. Eh, not that great of a story. To me, that's just one of those, okay, so you're changing your the way you show us the way we're viewing you. Mm, not that great. Macy's profit beats on stronger sales. This is important because the world of the of the department store is struggling. We see Sears. We see JCPenney's. We see Kmart. Struggle, struggle, struggle. Critical holiday season. A lot of Americans shop at stores like Macy's and Bloomingdale's. A little bit of confidence being seen there. You can find me online at robblack.com. 
You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget to listen to CFP Chad Burton's new focus on wealth. Today from 1 to 2 on this very station, get a financial perspective on the world. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.